Welcome back to Truth Unbound. I'm your host, Walter Swaim, and I hope I sound a lot better than last week. Uh, <laughs> pushing back, fighting back allergies. I think I've had some success so far. But anyway, let's get to our topic today. There are two incidents that happened where now the culture wars are coming to the Christian schools. It, here's what happened. In the first instance, a little girl, a kindergartner, was removed from the Christian school she was recently re-registered to attend because her parents are a lesbian, married lesbian couple. In the other instance, a school sent out an email reminding parents of an already long-established school policy that every student will be referred to by their biological gender only and that no one, as a student, should alter themselves physically different from their gender on their birth certificate as well as being prohibited from disagreeing with their born gender. They also added that no student shall engage in any form of sexual misbehavior outside the biblical norm, which would only be heterosexual sex between a husband and wife only. Of course, both incidents have gone viral, and both schools were clobbered on social and news media. But they handled it pretty well. But here's the question. Do these Christian schools have a biblical basis to have these kind of policies and these rules? Well, we're going to look at God's Word and find out if they do. And we're going to do that right now. Welcome, welcome again to Truth Unbound. Now, if you're loving what you're, what you're discovering from God's Word in relation to today's topics and issues, and you're growing in Christ from the truth from God's Word that we discovered together here at Truth Unbound, then I encourage you to click on like, follow, comment, and share the link with everyone you can. All right, so let's get right to it. All right, so let's, uh, let's take this first one. According to the original report on NBC on the NBC News website, as you see here, they reported as though this school just made this up recently and just indiscriminately throwing out kids randomly they deem as gay or transgender, which is not the truth. Wait, the, me the news media not telling the truth? Who knew? Okay, okay, but anyway... Let me point out a few things, and let me start here where the report says this. Quote, The June 6th correspondence to parents cited scripture and said that students will be referred to by the gender on their birth certificates during the school year beginning this month. While the email refers to biological gender, the National Institute of Health defines gender as a social construct as opposed to sex, which is the biological difference between females and males, end of quote. Okay, first of all, the news broke out on this on August 18th. The email was sent two months earlier in June. Now, that's quite a gap in the journalistic world, but and not quite a scoop, okay, there be NBC. But hey, they're struggling to get vi viewers. They're going to do anything, even if it's old news, literally. But I digress. Now, Though being publicly discussed, and nothing prohibits that, it's a free country, and First Amendment speech applies to everyone. Free speech applies to everyone. But it is a private organization that has every right to run itself according to its own guidance and values as it deems fit. 
barring anything that breaks the law, uh, and especially more than anything, God's laws. But that aside, the or- the article points out that the National Institute of Health defines gender as a social construct as opposed to sex, which is the biological difference between females and males. Okay, now let's stop right there. This is nothing more than a new redefinition by the NIH, not based on scientific data and thousands of years of biological common sense and open knowledge by innumerable cultures throughout the world, throughout history, uh, but it is an opinion based merely on the winds of, the winds of the latest flavor of the month uh, in trends in pop culture and thinking. It's based on a post-truth worldview and not on reality. And just because it is the NIH or the government, it doesn't make it the final and real authority on such matters. Though it should be normally highly respected and regarded, unfortunately, as we have witnessed throughout the COVID period, both the CDC and the NIH and others like them have lost great amounts of credibility because of the lack of regard on their part for basing their findings on reality and data. In other words, their statement as to gender and sex uh, being separate things is simply an erroneous opinion and not authoritative, and it's not true. It's just another narrative being set up as normal and factual, like, well, of course, everybody knows that gender and sex are two different things. The government says so. Uh, that's a negatory, good buddy. They are not separate things. Based on science, well, first of all, the Bible, Genesis one twenty-seven to be specific, based on scientific data and biological knowledge of centuries. But we'll move on again. They also state in this article that a graduate, confirmed by two others who attended the school, said that in chapel time, the pastor, quote, started yelling about how if you're gay, you're going to hell, end quote. Now, the pastor, in a video response on their Facebook page, said this is not true that he stated any and all sin is what brings God's judgment of eternity and hell for all of us because we've rejected him and because we're sinners. Now that's biblically sound. Whether we like it or not, that's biblical truth. He did not just say gays were going to hell. He said that's the judgment upon all of us. And he's correct. Biblically, he is completely correct. Another point needs to be made based on the statement by NBC here. The article implies this is something the school made up in reaction to the cultural battles uh, over transgender students and homosexuality and related issues and without the parents knowing anything about it ahead of time. The administrator responded to that as well in the school's Facebook video by saying, and it is quoted, and you can see the video for yourself, by the way, and we'll provide that link Uh, in the description of this podcast. Okay, so the administrator said this, quote, it is true that a student cannot come to our school and be transgender or homosexual. This is rooted in scriptures. God has spoken on those issues explicitly, aggressively, and we have had these policies in our school since day number one in the early 1970s. This is not new, end quote. Then the author of the article at least included this admission, but without clarifying that. Uh, This was a reminder on that policy. 
not a new policy. This report also mentions the students who have left over the issue and the parents who removed their kids out of the school due to the same. The funny thing is, again, this is not new. Most Christian schools have this type of policy, and as they said, since the early 70s, if they've been around that long. And the masses of parents of Christian school students all these last some 50 years have chosen to send their children there, and and they all had to sign on, sign on to this before their child could be admitted to the school. So there's no surprise here. There's no bait and switch made on the parents by the school and students all of a sudden out of the blue. This was known and signed on to before this news broke out. Again, it's old news. And on top of that, NBC is putting fake news with it. All in all, this is another of the innumerable examples in recent years, especially of journalistic hit pieces, selectively presenting issues and events and facts with an angle, with an agenda that they wish to promote by it, not just reporting the news as it is happening or has happened. The email, according to this article, says, and I quote, We believe that God created mankind in his image, male, man, and female, woman, sexually different but with equal dignity. Therefore, one's biological sex must be affirmed, and no attempt should be made to physically change, alter, or disagree with one's biological gender, including, but not limited to, elective sex reassignment, transvestite, transgender, or non-binary gender fluid acts of conduct. Parentheses, Genesis 1, 26-28. Students in school will be referred to by the, by the gender on their birth certificate and be referenced in name in the same fashion. We believe that any form of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, transgender identity slash lifestyle, self-identification, bestiality, incest, fornication, adultery, and pornography are sinful in the sight of God and the church. Genesis 2.24, Leviticus 18.1-30, Romans 1.26-29, 1 Corinthians 5.1, 1 Corinthians 6.9, 1 Thessalonians 4.2-7. The email adds, Students who are found participating in these lifestyles will be asked to leave the school immediately. End quote. His biblical basis, I repeat, is sound. We have nothing to add or comment on here. It's pretty simple and straightforward to understand from a biblical worldview and standpoint. They're not haters, and they are seeking to share the gospel to all people, to all sinners, which that's all of us. We, and having a Christian school ministry alone is proof of that very effort. It is a hard ministry to sustain financially and otherwise, and it's hard to fulfill day after day. It is truly a labor of love, and these folks are doing just that. Now, let's move on to the second incident, which happened within days of this one. And um, it's, but it, it's, it's related, but it's somewhat different as well as to how it ended up. And we're going to explain our conclusions here at Truth Unbound as to why we think a little differently on this than the conventional wisdom uh, based on the scriptures, based on the truth of God's word as well. But let's get the facts first, okay? This, again, is another NBC article and the same reporter as well of the previous article that we just covered. Now, listen to this closely. 
Okay, as you see here, it says, the article says, Ken kindergartner in Louisiana allegedly forced out of school because her parents are a same-sex couple. Okay, this was in a Christian school in De Quincey, uh, Louisiana. Now, the article continues, and this is from one of the parents of the child, and here is what she says. Emily Parker, 28, said during the meeting only two days before the school year was set to begin, the pastor told her Bible Baptist Academy was a religious-based institution that taught more than just academics. She says he told her marriage is between a man and a woman only, and that is what was taught at the school. Zoe attended preschool at the school last year and had many friends there and loved her teachers, the couple said. No one with the Bible Baptist Academy was immediately reached on Wednesday. According to a statement posted on the school's website, it says, and I quote, At BBA, we are committed to instructing and living in accordance with the teachings of Scripture. We believe that the Bible teaches that every life has value and that there is dignity in all of us because we have been created in the image of God. The Bible also teaches us to love everyone with the love of God, despite their personal choices. We strive to teach this to the students who attend. We encourage them to show love and compassion to everyone, the school said. As a Baptist academy, we are also committed to provide an environment that is consistent with the beliefs that we hold. We want our students to not only know our beliefs, but we want them to see them as well. Regarding personal relationships, we hold that those relationships, whether in dating or in marriage, should be between a man and a woman. The school also said in the statement, there are times where our commitment to upholding our Christian values will not line up with the values of other people. This should not be, inter not be interpreted that we have any hatred or malice toward them. End of quote. Okay, so first of all, let me, let me repeat. This and any other Christian school has the freedom and right to run it the way they want to within the parameters of God's commands and principles. So that is untouchable, and I uphold their right to do so. They also state here that they hate no one regardless of their life choices, and I fully believe them. They feel they are operating especially in this instance, on not just some dreamed-up policy in reaction to what's going on in the culture. They are, and I believe, uh, sincere in their position and their love for other people. So what I'm about to express as a viewpoint is also based on what I believe is a wider circle of commands and principles of God's Word. And it is likely, very likely, that many good Bible-believing Christians, even some that are probably friends of mine, will disagree with my viewpoint. So this is a discussion on the principles, not on the people and leadership of this school. Okay? So, well, let's, let's get into it. Now, what makes this different from the previous situation, and what I'm centering on is one particular statement which led to their ultimate decision regarding this child. Quote, as a Baptist academy, we are also committed committed to pro I can't talk today. <laughs> committed to provide an environment that is consistent with the beliefs that we hold. 
We want our students to not only know our beliefs, but we want them to see them as well. Regarding personal relationships, we hold that those relationships, whether in dating or in marriage, should be between a man and a woman. End of quote. I agree 110% with this. It's just plainly what God's Word says. There's no argument there. But there is one major difference between what happened in the Florida school and this one in Louisiana, at least in their conclusions and their actions. The ones who are going against the biblical commands of God here at this school in Louisiana, are it's not the child, but the parents. Now that is a major distinction here, and it should affect completely how it's applied. The child is being punished then for the sins of her parents. This to me biblically is, is not the wisest choice that I think they could have made, they, they, that they could have made in this particular instance. You see, the policies like this one, again, it is their right to have it legally and biblically. But policies like this one require this, and rightfully so, of the students, but not of the parents or guardians, or the whole family that they may reside with. For a myriad of impractical reasons, we don't even have time here to discuss. Now, according to other reports, the child attended the school last year, and the school did not object, evidently, as the couple had not yet adopted the child. They, if I believe the, the facts are, is that the child's parents, both mother and father, uh, passed away. They're dead. And so they took up the responsibility of caring for this little five-year-old, precious little girl. Okay, so you're asking then, okay, Walt, if you agree with this so much in the front end, what, what is it you do disagree with it? Well, in the end, why do I disagree with the choice of this school in this particular situation on equally biblical grounds? Well, the reason is, is because we are called, according to Acts 1-8 and Matthew 28-19 and other verses by Jesus, to reach everyone with the saving message of Jesus Christ. So because the child, the student, is not actually in violation of the school's policy, then the issue here is not protection of the school's beliefs and policy, but the proclamation of the gospel. Not only the child, but the parents and family are willfully stepping within the voice and influence of the Christian school and signing the agreement to the policies and paying the school to do so. And it provides an unprecedented opportunity to show and speak the gospel message of repentance and faith in Jesus alone to be saved from all sin. My fear as well is even though they are at another Christian school, now an opportunity was lost to be Jesus and be the gospel to this family. It also could create a scenario in which the child, once she learns of this and is able to discern, may be embittered or skewed in her view of Christianity for her own life. They, the school, I feel here, lost an opportunity to teach God's truth concerning marriage and sex and gender as well to this child from early on, a teaching the parents surprisingly had to be aware of. At that point, later on, if they disagree with it and then remove their child from the school, then that is on them. The school has no responsibility or blame because they offered it, the parents signed on to it, and followed it until they said, we can't do this. Otherwise... Besides all that, the school lost an opportunity to share Jesus, to bring this couple to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and to turn from their sin and to live according to the design of their creator for them.
Now, those who disagree with me will likely hold the position that I believe Al Mohler describes uh, most clearly in his recent podcast on this same subject. And this is what he says. And I quote, In this school, and it's a rather complicated story, but the bottom line is that you had a young girl who has same-sex parents, same-sex married parents, in this case, legal parents, and the school finding out that the household included a same-sex marriage, said that the little girl was not going to be able to continue in the school. Now, there are many people just, uh, just to recoil in horror over that, but the reality is that if a Christian school recognizes a same-sex couple as legitimate parents when it comes to the recognition of parents within their Christian school system, then again, eventually, you've just normalized what Christians don't believe marriage is, and can be, end quote. The problem with this type of thinking still comes down to the same point I just mentioned. Again, unless the policy of the school requires this kind of behavior of the parents, it only applies to the student. And this five-year-old girl is in no way in violation of this policy. She can't be. By allowing the girl into the school, the girl is the one being educated here and the one for whom the school is responsible for. Letting her into the school, the child, in no way endorses her same-sex married parents' lifestyle, nor does it normalize same-sex marriage in general at all. In the same way that a parent of a student may be living in adultery or fornication, do they apply it equally to the parents that are involved in that? It would appear to not be the case. So, Dr. Moeller, I believe you missed the point here. Now, let me add this as well. To be honest, I thought for sure this was a plant, if you will, or an entrapment as many same-sex activists have and done this and do these things still, planting themselves or others in these situations to provoke a national and le- provoke national and legal attention to it and to have their lifestyle codified as legal in the law of the land and maybe make some money as well. I was waiting for that shoe to drop, but it seems evident that that is not the case as there were other Christian schools that opened their doors to the child and the parents did enroll their child, this little girl, in one of those Christian schools uh, that was open to them. Now, this surprised me as the child will likely be taught biblical principles on sex and marriage based on God's word uh, that the parents' same-sex marriage relationship goes against, and they would know about this beforehand and would have to sign on to it if that's what the other school required. Now, the school here may have really dodged a big bullet here and really need to be grateful as well as vigilant because it could still be brought up later on, but it seems as of now that's not the case. But the opinion of Dr. Moeller aside and others with him, he does make another valid point at the end, nevertheless, and he says this, quote, Coming full circle, there's no way to avoid the cultural conflict of this age. There's no way to avoid Christian responsibility. Even those who say, look, you're at culture war if you go into the public schools and try to get elected to the school board or et cetera, et cetera, and affect policies that way. The fact is that I turn to these latter two stories about Christian schools precisely to make the point. The secular world is not waiting for us to engage the secularist agenda. It is coming for us in Christian schools. You see... In the final analysis, one of the things you need to know about a cultural conflict of this intensity, 
You may deny that you are actually a part of the battle, but like it or not, one way or the other, you are. The battle will find you. End quote. And it certainly has, and will only do more so in the future. There will be situations intentionally planted by activists as well in order to provoke and weaken or even destroy private Christian schools with the hope of removing them from the culture entirely. So parents, administrators, first, you need to, you need to have your policies very clear and very precise and very detailed as far as this goes. So look over your policies, make sure they're biblically sound and clearly understood and written. Parents of Christian school students, make sure you read and have full clarification of the policies of the Christian school in all areas, and but especially in this one. Let us, let us also be reminded, if you are a Christian parent, make sure the school does teach fully the values of God's word. Just because it has Christian on the name of the school doesn't necessarily mean that they follow all the truth of God's word equally. So make sure that the school is indeed gospel-centered and Christ-centered. Now, I know something about this myself. I was raised almost my entire childhood in a graduate of Christian schools of independent Baptist churches. My kids also, my wife and I's kids also attended and graduated from Christian schools, good ones. I also served as the interim principal of a Christian school of a fundamental independent Baptist church in middle America for a while, and I have been a teacher in a Christian school for several years. So I know the stress and challenges of doing this type of ministry uh, for little pay in a world surrounding us with opposite values or no values at all. But because I've been there, I've learned over the years that Christian schools largely have an undeclared uh, philosophy that goes in one of two directions. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, sometimes the school exists to not only educate, but also to reach others with the gospel of Christ. Other Christian schools many times, though, are mainly focused on educating just the children of Christian parents, and even at times uh, just of children of just the Christian parents of just <laughs> that Christian school alone. So that may be in play here, too, though we can't assume that. But the point being, if the school mainly targets just traditional, conventional Christian parents, then that might explain also why, in this latter case, the administration of the Christian school asked the child to be removed from their school. Uh, and again, it's the freedom and right of the Christian school to choose either direction or target of who they wish to educate. Um, you can't say that one is right or wrong, maybe wise and unwise or wiser than the other, but not wrong or wrong, no. So Christian parents, if, if uh, you enroll your kids in a Christian school, you might want clarification as to if the school's philosophy is being evangelistic in its purpose or not, if that's important to you. Now, let me say also, again, there are good men and women of God, uh, even friends of mine, who are biblically sound in their beliefs and love and try to live in obedience to God and his truth and commands just as much as me or any other believer. But that will disagree on this point of this latter school situation and the viewpoint I'm presenting. Now, concerning the first situation we covered, I doubt there is any disagreement at all. Uh, there could be, but I doubt it. In the end, I hope that this has helped inform you of what's going on and helped you to discern the situation as well from a biblical worldview. 
and also to pray for the Christian schools and the one in particular that you're involved in or engaged with or your church is. Well, again, I hope it's helped. And I thank you so much for being a part of Truth Unbound. Don't forget to click on like, subscribe, follow, and share this and other podcasts as well from Truth Unbound with others. So remember to follow Jesus, because when you do follow Jesus, you'll always follow the truth.